The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 9.30 with Danny and Gallant. That's exactly what you want! Presented by Banner Bank on 710 ESPN Seattle. We do have the coach with us and 30-29, to 29, five lead changes. I don't even know if that tells you how close that game was, Pete. That was that was an incredible performance by both teams. Yeah, it was a really good game. Uh, you know, it felt uh, it was really a fun game because it was we we had enough firepower on offense. We were moving it, and defense was making plays for our side of it. Um, and it seemed like until the, the third quarter that we really had a chance to control the game. And it may not have looked like that to you guys, but it felt like that. So we knew we were in a good one. And, and uh, I was kind of surprised that they they surged like they did you know because we were, we were doing well um but it made for a great back and forth the fans were awesome and what a great night for paul allen and his family and all how do you come down from just the wide range of emotions that you're going through in a game like that it's back and <laughs> forth the whole way through. i'll let you know a couple days from now <laughs> we got a couple days to celebrate this one and have fun with it and, and uh yeah they don't come down really i mean last night's sleep is you know it's a joke <laughs> you know there's no sleep and then uh but uh I just I'm so excited about the fact that we're moving in the right direction. We're getting better, you know. That's a good team to beat, you know. And so it was a it's a good statement for us. We needed a great challenge like that. It helps us understand what we're capable of doing. It makes us better. Hey, Coach Russell Wilson was awesome last night. Uh, a lot of scrambling, a lot of him just making things happen. Is, do you guys practice scramble drills, or is that just <laughs> hey Russell, go do your thing? No, we do. We practice. We 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 really uh, want to be the the best scrambling team in in existence you know and it's something we've always talked about that means everybody has to play their part it is of course russ is the focal point of all that but the linemen have to understand how to do it so we don't get holding penalties they have to keep their effort going well beyond the original play the receivers have to give great effort too because they have to start and restart and then and then give him a shot to, to you know to, to find some space so it's there's a lot going on there that that you can coach up and you can work at and uh, russ keeps pushing the issue you know he knows he knows all those plays are there, so he's always talking about scrambling and be alert and be ready and all of that. So it's a huge part of our play. You've coached some great quarterbacks, whether it's Drew Bledsoe, your time at USC, or with the Seahawks. Where does that throw that Russell Wilson made to Tyler Lockett rank among the throws that you've seen? Yeah, it was it was a perfect play by those two guys, that, you know, to culminate the end of it. I mean, the, the, it was a messed up play. We get moving around. and it, It's amazing how little ground Tyler really covered. He's back there. There there wasn't that much space for us to even evaluate how he could find him. But he, as he often does, you, you, there was another one to the through to, uh, to Jay Brown where he anticipated where he should go. Remember the one he doesn't really follow through coming back inside? And he throws the ball open, you know, to the guys. And, and uh, that's what he was doing there. He he threw the ball there in hopes that Tyler would, would react because Tyler's reacting about the same time the ball's, you know, going. And so, um, but it, it, it's just an exquisite athletic play by Tyler to just put all that together in such a short amount of time and hit it just perfectly right it was awesome yeah, was so it was as good as i can ever remember it was a great great play russell was emotional after the game coach and i i know you were too mentioned in paul as you yeah. started the post-game press conference that there was there was a little something special for for you guys and paul being the person that brought in some ways both you and russell here yeah yeah we both were looking for opportunities to acknowledge the fact of how grateful we are and and uh I mean, we've had so much fun here and had such a great run and, and uh, with, you know, connecting with the fans and representing, you know, Paul and the family and, and all that. Um, there's a, just a lot of gratitude in there. And in that, because it's real, there's a lot of emotion to that. And, and 
you know, we don't want to get all sobby on you, but it was it was a big deal, and and uh, that was part of it. Also, I think um, this was a big game for us too, and in, in, in just moving ahead, you know. And uh, we've had trouble with these guys the last couple of years, and, and not not at all like we like really close games. I mean, the games you go back to our games with them, it's just like this one, except we won this one, you know. And and uh, um, it was a it's a, it's a good statement for us, and, and we all felt we'd put a lot into it uh, to get to this point, and and to, to match that with the night and the fans and all that was uh, was really fun. Going into the week, one of the questions were how much base or nickel were you guys going to play? Did you kind of stick to your game plan when it came to base or nickel? Did you kind of adjust as the game went on? We, we did stick with it. As a matter of fact, Michael, we had to come back. We had to fix some things. Early in the game, they had a couple things going that we had to fix, uh, and and we did. And, and they ran the ball kind of at us in the first in the first couple sequences, and we adjusted a couple things to stay with our basic thought. And uh, so we were able to do that, and um, I like the way we're playing. I like the way we're doing it, and and it's different. And I know other people don't see the way we are seeing it, uh, but that's okay. I don't care. We're, we're having fun with it. How about that Tedrick Thompson interception? Oh man, I I I can't remember a sideline getting as excited as they did for the interception. It looked like a mosh pit on the sideline right after that went down. I don't know what was going through your head as that went as that happened. They celebrated in the uh, in one end zone. They celebrated in the other end zone. I mean, it was a party after that pick happened. Yeah. Uh... I, I don't think until we really we saw the replay. I mean, we saw the play and it was kind of accepted. That, okay, you know, they blew blew the whistle and all that. And then we saw the replay and then we all went nuts because he got the football. You know, so now the whole process begins. Can we, you know, convince the other side that you know the officials that 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 happened and all? So there was it was a lot of anticipation. That was a great moment. That was really fun. It was, it was like uh, the the. Yeah, the Rod, Rod Tidwell. Rod Tidwell. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it was it was really something. So anyway, that was it was a great turnaround. I wish we would have ended the darn game right there, and that would have been it, and we you know make one first down. But uh, still, it was a great moment for us. What did that moment mean for Tedrick Thompson? I don't know. It's a good play. You know, it, I would make more of it. I think he he's a good football player, and he's he's uh, he's fighting and clawing, and scratching to try to get his game right and get on it, uh, just like everybody is. You know, he's a young kid just playing. Really, he played last year. This is just it's comeback year. You know, so uh, most of the guys make a lot of improvement from year one to year two of their playing time, and he's doing it. and He's doing fine. You know, I, 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 people want me to say that. Oh gosh, he's really overcoming this or that. He's doing fine. I'll, I'll just say from the perspective of being in the locker room afterwards, it seemed like his teammates were really, really behind him and were extremely happy to see that he was. Well, able to make a play he's like a that. well-liked guy. I mean, our guys are really connected and tight, and they like to see anybody do something special. And, and that was a special moment, a great play, and a, a great opportunity time. And, and it was such a special play too. You know, to, to pull it off like he did. I, I, I just don't think it's anything out, out of the ordinary. Chris Carson had a heck of a game coach, and that is one of the things of you sticking with him. And I remember you said that before last week's game against Arizona, how you guys were going to stand behind him. He showed you everything he's capable of doing, and I thought really set the tone in a lot of ways. Well, I, I felt like he he just picked up right where he left off. I thought he was magnificent last week, and and uh, his aggressive style and, and that we love so much it was just on display again. And uh, he lifts us, you know, he lifts us with his effort and his finish and his uh, creativity. Uh, just his toughness is just you can't deny it, you know. And so um, it was it was a beautiful thing because you could see our running game. 
last night you could see our running game. That, that's that's what it's supposed to look like. And uh, Chris is right in the middle of all that as well as the other guys. Coach, what are your thoughts on pass interference challenges? Because, man, I've been <laughs> with you. Every time you throw it, I'm with you. And, and it seems like the refs just aren't seeing what you're seeing. Are you deterred from throwing that right flag now? Well, because we, we're seeing pass interference. But it isn't obvious enough for them to go, well, it's undeniably pass interference, and so we can go with it. That, that's, that, there's a, a line there, you know, because you saw him, you know, he pushed off, and he pushed off once, and he pushed off again, and, and, uh, but it, it wasn't glaring, and it, it has to be a glaring, but sometimes you just do it because you've got to do it. You've got to take a shot at it because that's a huge play right there. We get that off the field right there. It's an enormous play. So, uh, um, but I'm learning, you know, I'm kind of stubborn about it, really, to tell you the truth. I mean, I know it's passing first, but I'm thinking, and the guys are telling me, I don't think they're going to call it. And I said, ah, screw it, I'm going for it anyway, you know, because sometimes you just feel like you want to do that. So we're learning. I don't blame you on that front. It, those the pass interference that are now challengeable and also spot of ball challenges, it feels like even if you see a replay that looks like it could change the call, it feels like referees are very hesitant to actually overturn right. those calls. Right. Does that, that factor in when you make a challenge on those plays? It, it should. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not factoring in quite enough. I got a lot of guys yelling at me, you know. But, um, well, we'll, we're, we'll hone it in. We're getting closer. Pete, I want to back up to the end of the first half, and you face a decision there, fourth and one, after you guys tried to run it on third and short. And, and I'm just interested in what you rely on to make those decisions about when you're going to go for it, when you're going to try and kick a field goal, when you decide to punt it. What do you look at? I don't have a clue. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I, um, really, I look at, I look at, I try to take into account everything, and then get to the point where I've evaluated the variables of one way or the other, and then go from my gut. You know, just just trust that this is the way to do it. In this game in particular, I wanted to make sure that I, I did my part to play this as a championship game, meaning that you're counting on your defense, you're counting on your offense, you're counting on the, the, the length of the game and not get into a moment that makes you feel desperate to go for it, you know. And, and uh, um, so that that was a situation to put us up. You know, that would have been a nice field goal to get right there. Um we could have gone for it and taken the shot. When I go back to it, you know, the one thing that, that I, I wish I could have done is not given them the ball back. You know, that was the idea in that drive was not let them have the football back, and and, uh, and we did. And when you miss it there, um, you know, you give them pretty good field position. The other side of it, there was no – I had no question that, that Jay Meyer was going to kick that thing and make it. I was, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, what is, if he makes it or misses it. That wasn't the question to me. It was just whether I, – I, you know, I wanted to believe in – kind of almost conservatively attacking this team like we know we're going to beat them. And uh, that was really kind of what the feeling was. I went into the game thinking that way and wanted to carry that through. That was my first opportunity. You mentioned the word desperation there. And I think we always assume on the outside that when a coach goes for it on fourth down that there's this huge boost of confidence. Have you seen it where that will will, will have a, an opposite effect or make players feel like that you're you're overly aggressive when you when you make decisions like that? Um, not, not not that much because basically they do appreciate when you when you you go for it, you know. And so I, I don't think uh, you know they're disappointed, but I don't think that crushes them in any way. But uh, more than that, just want to just keep t- doing things normally in in, in normal fashion. Uh, knowing we're going to win. And so that's the right to kick the field goal, go ahead, and that's nice points. You know, we'll go on to it. And, and uh, But I, I, what, my gut feeling really, without all the rest of all those considerations, I always want to go for it. <laughs> you know, so that's what I'm fighting. So I have to, I have to deal with my own issues <laughs> at times. When, when, when you always want to go for it, I mean, people, I think, 
make it a little bit simplistic about what's going through a coach's mind in those 30 to 40 seconds between, you know, something happening and then the next play. And I imagine, too, when you're trying to establish balance offensively with the way Carson looked yesterday, and, and on top of that with the way that Wilson was playing, especially in that first half, to decide between which of those guys you want to use and then on top of that to decide whether or well, not you want to kick a field goal. That's and, and a lot that, to go through your fun. head. Yeah, that, well, that's okay. But that, we, we're used to doing all that stuff. But, uh, you know, when you're, when you're just fatally optimistic, it's hard to think that you're not going to make it, you know. So that's what I have to battle against in some and, and so that's just I, don't, I wouldn't call them demons but there there are issues and conversations going on in there that that i have to work with football is full of cliches and and one of the big ones is next man up so how do you feel jermarco jones played oh, in that role as man. next man up mike i just got through watching the the, the, the film of, of uh, jermarco he did an excellent job he uh he just came through in such great fashion and he didn't even phase him he's a, he's a very mild-mannered type of guy you know he's got really an even keel about him uh, he handled it. He was having fun. He's never even played guard before. <laughs> you know, he's played it in practice for us and, and worked at it. We've we've been developing him to the point where we would put him in. But uh, he just came through, and, and uh, he played tough, and uh, uh, he used really good leverage. He's a good athlete. He's always been a he's always been an attractive player to us because he's really smart and he gets it and he has good feel and instincts and stuff. And so we've always thought that he when he gets his chance he'll do well. Um, but to move him over, he's a left side guy too. He always plays on the left, you know. So to go to the right side and play, he just did a beautiful job, and and uh, really really pleased. Quentin Jefferson also showed up big again, and and the pass rush you've mentioned earlier this week. It's a work in progress. Jefferson seems thus far to be the most consistent guy in that pass rush. He's getting his hand up, he's getting his hand on the ball, and he was getting after Jared Goff. He pounded him on the ball that was in question, you know, about the release and all. He had a great hit right there on that one. He is doing a good job. He just keeps battling. We are in in how we're playing. We are lining our guys really in in run run org, uh, kind of orchestrated uh, style of play, and it's not suiting some of our pass rush opportunities. At, over the first and second down situations that we're in. I think that's going to get better as we go. No, it will get better as we go. Um, so everybody's kind of battling. They're fighting hard. They're clawing and scratching and all that. We're not putting them in great positions to rush the passer all the time because we're trying to stop the running game and control the line of scrimmage, which we, which once we got organized last night, we did again. And so that's a really good strength. And, and I know it's not really uh, kind of flashy and all that, but uh, it's good football, and so uh, we'll we'll keep growing. But th- the way the guys keep plugging, I think you're going to see some guys break out here in the next couple of weeks. You're going to see some stuff happen that, that we're going to be excited about as where everybody's fitting in and learning how we're playing. You mentioned being fatally optimistic, Coach, which I think is a great term, and something I will strive to be in my life. Life, I will also. <laughs> it's hard. Strive. Oh, it is. I, I got to got to work on that. Russell Wilson seems like a player who who shares that optimism, but he's also someone who's. I don't know if it's a little more understated or just watching him focus during the game. What's his presence like on the sideline in a game like that? Um, like perfect. You know, I mean, it's, his presence is just in every moment that is available. He is right there. And uh, um Always looking forward to the, what you know what we could do. His mind is always analyzing, you know, and trying to create the the next step. He's always looking ahead. He does not get caught in what's happened before, which is part of that that mentality. Um, it's always the next step, you know, that you're taking, and uh, he's so he's there. Um, highly competitive there's one play he scrambles to the left in front down by in front of their bench and he, and he lunging for the sticks trying to get the first down he gets smacked pretty good you know as he smacks the other guy too and he's not even 
on the ground yet, and he's already pointing to the sticks to try to get the first down. With you know, with, with the uh, the extension of the ball, and uh, it, that I love that moment because that's really him, and, and he was trying to prove to the officials that he made that first down, which I don't think we I don't think we got. I don't know if we did or not, but. Uh, <laughs> That was just, it shows you his presence, you know, that he's right there exactly at hand with what's going on. And, and uh, he's, he's a marvelous competitor. Speaking of getting sticked, he, he got sticked by Clay Matthews. You were, you were right there near that when it happened. They call a roughing the passer. What what was that sequence like? Did you actually get into it a little bit with Clay Matthews? Uh, no, the guy? No, <laughs> I, was, I was curious if you was a, was a little chatter hit. back and forth. It was a great hit, but in the in the day that we're playing football and he needs to get he needs to get lower on the hit because he left it up to the officials to try to determine whether it was helmet to helmet and I don't think that it was I didn't think that he made contact with his helmet I thought it was a great hit but it, it, he left himself open to it you have to go overboard now to to, to make these hits uh, not even being questioned, so he stayed high and, and and hit him clean. Knew what he was doing. It was a beautiful play, and uh, and but he got called for it. And I see, I see why they called it. I think it was a good play, and, and it's not because Clay Matthews. I mean, I I, I love the guy anyway, but um, it's he has been hammered, you know, over the years, and and uh, he I would try to help him a little bit there. He got a little bit lower because he he gave them a chance to call it, and they did. On, on that same front, Ziggy Yonsa, he stumbles and, and, he, and he falls into Jared Goff. What, what can be done by I a player to see in that, that play situation? I, I did not get to that play yet. I'm a little behind here this morning. But I, I saw it as, as he, he hit him right in the crotch you know, with his helmet, and that's, that's the way I, and, which is legal. Okay, and it sounds like it shouldn't be. <laughs> we're, we're, we, we're not there yet, you know. But but uh, it's supposed to be below the knees, you know. And both officials, both of them, adamantly, oh, he hit him below the knees. I don't think he did. I think he hit higher, he hit him higher than that. Plus, this is a, a it's a difficult situation for the defensive players because when you stumble, it doesn't matter if you hit low when you stumble or you got shoved or whatever. It doesn't matter, you know. So um, it's an unfortunate situation in protecting the quarterback, but it's, it's a good it's a good situation. But in that case, I don't think they saw it clearly. But I, I'm saying that out of school because I saw it on the over, you know, on the screen, and I saw it in in reality. And I, th- I thought it was it could have gone the other way. I wish that they would understand that a guy's stumbling and give them a little bit of you know room there because they can't do anything about it. You know, so a lot of the times you put rookies on special teams to kind of get them acclimated to the game. How impressed have you been with Ugo Amadi on special teams? It seems like he's always around the ball making a play. You know, Mike, you've been I'm sure you've been around players that some guys just have a knack, you know, for doing the right thing. He does. He has done think of just through preseason and the plays that we've seen him make. He has a knack for doing good football stuff, you know. Uh, he's got presence, you know, he's got timing, he's got feel. Um and that that was a marvelous I mean the way he just like a great player does, they just relax in the moment. He just chilled and made the right play. And, you know, his heels are an inch from being in the end zone, you know, and just made the play perfectly. Um, he just continues to show that stuff. So it's it's great to see. It's a, he's he's a, a real uh, asset force in special teams. We've already talked about Jamarco Jones stepping in for DJ Fluker. Also, Al Woods had a play that it turned out to be one of the more significant plays on that no two-point conversion. What a huge His, play it was. That's a game winner. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It, it, when I Watching it, it did not seem like it was possible for him to have stopped Goff's momentum like he did, but then you watched it, and he certainly oh, did. Oh, he's, he's, he's about 350 bills now. He, he's a big <laughs> man. Al, Al can stop just about anything now. So that was, a, uh, was really a, was a bold 
effort by uh, Goff to try to think he could knock that one in on him, you know. Um, so I'm not surprised he could make that play, but it was a fantastic moment for us. Cause, and, and here we go again. We've got to go back to the drama, and here we go back to the replay and the whole thing, you know, which just made the night uh, uh, a really memorable night. We're a lot alike. I mean, I play Madden. You've won a national title, and you've won a Super Bowl. I, I, I mean, when you see when you see, see Russ, you know, very very I'm similar. On, I'm, I'm working on the thought of having a beard too, so we could really be alike. Oh, that'd be that'd be super. <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> so when 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 Russell has the first half that he had, and you want to get to balance, and and you did exactly, I think, what you want that offense to do. I mean, Chris Carson had a very quiet but very great game in terms of what he was able to do. When you see Russell play like that, do you ever think to yourself, okay? I like what I'm seeing out of Russ, but at the same time, I want to make sure that they want to, they, the defense is looking for a run and pass at the same time. Well, um, first off, I, I thought it was great balance. 43 runs. <laughs> that's great balance. How many times did we throw it? 20, 23. 20, 23. 23. Yeah, that's great balance. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like going with the guy with the hot hand. I mean, you know, you, Russ was on, and there was, we had no, uh, no, reason to restrict him in any way and uh so just keep giving him the chances but also we, we wanted to control the game too so you know all that's you know i'm not going to do it just because it's russ you know just give him some plays and i'm not doing that we're doing what we think is right and uh, uh what he had he had great he had great sense last night for just avoiding the problems you know uh he played really fast too i know he was he, he liked me saying that he looked really quick you know he, he he was able to get out of all of the problems except one and and uh um, so yeah, we had no hesitation. We felt like we were freewheeling. I thought uh, Brian Schottenheimer called a great game. Did a fantastic job of using the the scheme and and uh, and working the running game to to set things up. And the play packs. What we, how you can tell is when the play action passes when there's so much space. You know, Russ is back there. What we like is we like getting Russ back there away from the line of scrimmage so he can feel the, the what's going on downfield. And then as guys release. As they get loose on the pass rush, like he, he's got space. He's got space to move and, and avoid those guys and still throw the ball again. So that's that's when that's happening. Then the running game is is you know playing its factor in, in the whole thing, and, and uh, it makes Russ better than you know than than he could be any other time. That's the best we can do. Early in the game, the defensive line was getting a real good push on your offensive line. What's that conversation like when you guys come to the sideline between you and the O line? Well, I'm really I'm cheerleading for those guys usually. That's basically what I'm doing. I'm you know I'm, I'm rooting for them and trying to keep them fired up and and uh, you know I'm always talking to them about staying clean with their hands and stuff like that. But um, when they get going, there is nothing more that's more fun than that exchange. And really, I'm just cheerleading for them and rooting for them because they they got to go do that dirty work and they got to do that job. And it's so significant in how we play and the message that we send as a style and all that. So that's why I'm just I'm just kind of like you know rooting. So there's not there's not as much technical stuff. Uh, there'll be something here and there, but but basically, it's I'm just kind of keeping them pumped and, and supporting them as much as possible. I don't know if it's juice that's in the stadium. I don't know if there's a little bit of magic in there. But after watching so many games with weird things happen specifically in that north end zone, <laughs> I thought last night was it adds to the lore of CenturyLink Field. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Danny. There, there's a there's a real feeling about it, and, and particularly these night games. And there's been so many of them that have been so great, you know, and and so much fun to to be a part of. Uh, you just 
kind of get accustomed to something's going to happen, you know. And, there, and there's been a lot of delays, and then the response, you know, you got to wait for the call, and you know the the great play that we make down there with Golden, you know, back in the Packers. Those, those kinds of moments seem to show up <laughs> at the link, and and uh, I, I think we all kind of look forward to anticipating. Oh, here comes another one, you know. We had the one with Tedrick, you know. Uh, we had the one with with Al. There's just been a lot of plays like that. The even Tyler's play was what. A, extraordinary dramatic moment that was too you know because it was such a exciting play to make and they think no way and they did and then he did and then they reassure, you know they reassure you with the confirmation of it. Man, it it is kind of part of that night there it really is great and for paul gallant's first week in town That's i think fun. it's a proper it's a proper introduction to the way the seahawks play football there you go danny i, I don't know if i'm ever going to get used to you just being a picture on the wall here okay <laughs> but, uh, and you're just a little, little. You want a cardboard cutout? We can get a cardboard cutout of him. Yeah, let's. Can we get something to kind of sit in the chair here? Get a stuffed Ooh, something or get whatever. A robot from IBM Maybe or crash test dummy. There you go, <laughs> crash test dummy. That. Do it. Pete, thank you so much. Congratulations on a great win. We look forward to seeing you next week. Gotcha. Thanks, guys.